From Studio A in Podcast Village, Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C., this is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics with your host and moderator, Justin Russell. Hello out there in Radio Land. It is time for the best political podcast you've never downloaded. I guess we should try that out. I gotta, I gotta figure that out. I'll work with Eric on that. What do you think, Rob? You like that? I like it. it yeah, I like it. it. Has a nice ring to it. It does have a nice ring to it. Uh, it is I, J, uh, Justin Russell here in Studio A. Joining me as I do always. Uh, to my 11 o'clock, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade. He is the one that we know as Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. Uh, we also have the Democratic political operative who also worked for Joe Biden and a bar certified attorney in the great state of Maryland and Washington, D.C. He is Dan Lipner Esquire. Hello, Daniel. Howdy. Uh, out there in a nondescript room in Miami is the retired one-star admiral from your United States Navy, Admiral Ken Carradine. Hello, Admiral. Hello from a very, very nice room in Miami. Thank it you. looks on descript, but okay. We'll I think go you deserve that. more than one star. That's up to Congress and the several other selection boards. And also uh, joining us from an undisclosed location in the Bay State of Massachusetts is the author of such great books as Polit- American Politics on the Rocks. He is Rich Rubino. Hello, Richard. Hello. All right. Uh, so, you, you, Wait, you is know, Ken, the, is Ken ordering dinner right now? Yeah, like, is that, you, well, okay. For, well, since we don't have video and this is an audio show, thanks for the visual take, Dan. So, for those of you who don't get the joke, we have video. Uh, we have video feed from Admiral Ken into the studio. You can see us, and we can see him. And apparently, Admiral Ken is in a hotel room ordering room service. Are you ordering room service? No, no, no. I'm just trying to look at the menu for later. Oh, good so, lord! Because okay. because talking to you guys really works up an appetite. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's one of the problems with being in Washington and following politics and watching the news and trying to keep up so we can commentate on stuff like this is there is stuff literally breaking every day. By the time you download this, this will have changed 18 million times because there's breaking news every five minutes. President Pence will be halfway through his first term. Good grief. Uh, so at the t- now I have to do this. I was told that I have to do this disclosure. At the time of this recording, we, uh, which we record on a Tuesday, Tuesday morning, we were expecting a uh, State Department official, uh, what is his first name? Alan, help me out, Sunderland. Uh, I forget the, his first he's name. He's the U.S. ambassador yeah. to the EU. Yeah, so the U.S. ambassador to the European Union uh, was uh, ordered to testify and had flown from Brussels to Washington to testify in front of Adam Schiff's. He was invited oh, he was to invited. testify, and yes. he was coming. He, he was here. He, he was invited and coming. Uh, as of this morning, right before he was scheduled, after flying from Brussels to prepare, uh, the State Department ordered, ordered him not to appear before the committee. Uh, this has now set up a whole bunch of uh, attack Twitters and, and presser storms that are happening. Uh, the Now, as of when we broadcast this, there's now talk of subpoenas flying around. Oh, he's, I think he's already been subpoenaed. Has I think he been subpoenaed, subpoenaed this, this afternoon? afternoon? Okay, well, yes, again. That's correct. Uh, so the subpoenas are flying. Uh, this after... Again, it just seems like this president cannot get out of his own way 
after walking out to his usual helicopter awaiting gaggle of press, basically went out and said, and 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 I'm going to paraphrase, but I don't want to be too off on, on President Trump, uh, basically made the suggestion, whether it was in jest or real, that uh, both China and the Ukraine might want to consider looking into Joe Biden and his son for <laughs> corruption. God, the president's funny. Yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. tell you, the stand-up apparently, routine, uh, it's hilarious. Apparently Marco Rubio feels that way. Uh, it, it, it just it, Every time you think that this is not real, that this is a Saturday Night Live skit, and you're expecting... Uh, you're expecting Alec Baldwin to just come walking out of the White House. It gets weirder and weirder. Uh, Alan, Alan Moore, I mean, and we've just scratched the surface. we got an entire hour to talk about this, but just scratching the surface on this, it, it, the president, since we last broadcast, really doing himself any favors as far as thwarting any questions, any sort of unnecessary attention on this? Well, since since we were last here, he said in front of the press, uh, hey, and China should take a look as well at the Bidens because that, that might be as big as uh, the Ukraine corruption. Um, and then the, the, the answer to that, when, when that, that created uh, uh, a negative reaction, not only among the, the, the media and the Democrats, but among a couple of Republicans who ventured forth, uh, including uh, Senator Mitt Romney. Um, uh, then, then the weekend answer to that by a couple of people, and not many Republicans were willing to talk at all on any of the shows, um, said, look, he was joking. Well, if you look at the video, you don't you don't see any joking. So we've he he, he I heard jumped, the rim shot. He, he jumped. He, you know he he jumped. That was Marine One, I think. He jumped into the uh, the well. Let's get China to do it too, which speaks to the this this very uncomfortable notion that the president really probably doesn't realize how how important. Uh, and how wrong his behavior is. And now, uh, when we were we were talking the first hour about the the decision to to pull U.S. troops out of the the, the combat region, one particular combat region in uh, in northern Syria, and we're reminded to please the president of of Turkey, uh, and we're reminded that Trump organization owns two big buildings there that are apparently fairly successful buildings, raising another potential conflict question and possible another avenue for at least inquiry on the part of uh, of of the House as they're trying to they're moving away from Russia towards Ukraine, then towards China, and now. Possibly, possibly towards uh, towards Turkey uh, and and these decisions. It's an inquiry, and we don't know where it will all lead. But it is a massive diversion, a diversion that poses significant risks for the president, of course. But it's not without risk for the Democrats but, either. But Dan Whitner, this this unlike uh, what we saw in Watergate, is just. Day after day, evidence after evidence of what could be, and again, alleged or arguably, evidence of possible high crimes and misdemeanors being committed, if not by the president, by those around him in the White House and the State Department and OMB, and now 
possibly the Department of Energy, because they're willing to throw Rick Perry under the bus now that he's res- uh, going to leave the administration, and now even to possibly Department of Defense. So we're we're leaving out some facts here. The the no quid pro quo uh, text message that arguably was a CYA text message. And we're going to get to the text the... messages after this. No, yeah, but it, it, you're it's, right. it's important. You're right. Yeah, go, um, go, go with so it. So everything going on in in the Ukraine, there was lots of exchanges between State Department, uh, Washington officials, as well as ambassadors and, and, and State Department folks on the ground uh, as far as the Ukraine, both... Uh, White House meetings and military assistance, um, all couched behind the the quote deliverable, which is the the phrase that was used um, in the text messages, at least at one point, um, saying the president was particularly vested in the deliverable coming forward, right. and the deliverable right. would be the investigations into the Bidens. Um, so. And at least one State Department official said, if this is really what we're doing, I'm going to quit. Um, I I don't remember the name of that particular official. However, uh, that should be the response of literally every U.S. US diplomat. But, and this is the challenge behind all of this, um, if you quit, Ukraine is kind of left out there hanging. There are literally people's lives in the balance. Um, the Ukraine is fighting a hot war uh, with Russia. Russia is basically taking Ukrainian territory. Um, so just quitting, uh, while that might preserve your own personal integrity, there's a certain cost at play, and that cost is both in, in land and lives. Uh, and arguably, uh, it's also in it the U.S. national interests. Interest uh, that is that is at stake. So putting U.S. diplomats out there because the president is looking for his own political uh, success or manipulation domestically, um, putting all of these other issues at play for the national interest and also the interests of Western Europe um, with with the aid for Ukraine is insane and puts a bunch of people in really impossible positions. Um, yeah, I would put this squarely on the side of high crimes and misdemeanors on, on the president. And for any any Republicans listening, oh. Jim Jordan, um, <laughs> who, who are suggesting this is that any of this is joking or funny, ha-ha, this is ridiculously dangerous. Admiral Ken. Sir. When... When we uh, when we look at the dialogue that's going on, and you look at the dialogue in the tweets, you know they're actively again I use the word allegedly because I I will say this and and I'll say this at the end of the show, but I am completely in favor of due process in this case. I believe that the president is due his due process. Uh, I believe that the president is in what's the process through the the impeachment process is the only due process that we can do to resolve high crimes and misdemeanors brought by the president. That's our only remedy. That being the case, Admiral Ken, you know, you look at the dialogues on the text that uh, that uh, Dan referred to. 
you know, it, it almost seems like they're actively saying, yeah, we're bringing in Rudy Giuliani. Rudy wants us. The president wants the deliverable, as Dan pointed out. Uh, and then at the end, when one State Department official says, whoa, 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 stop texting, don't text me, and by the way, the president says no quid pro quo, uh, this seems like a lot of CYA at the end. Is it your impression that there may be a breadcrumb line of at least understanding that this money was in fact held back, one, and two, through Rudy Giuliani and through other State Department officials, they wanted the Ukraine to investigate a political point of a political uh, opponent of the president, and one that doesn't currently hold office. Is, so is, go ahead. So so I guess the the, the question that I've been weighing in, and I'll, I'll answer it. Uh, I'll answer your questions, but I, I'll leave leave this for you guys to talk about. So, in in the case of Watergate, um, you know, the the, the president uh, uh, through his 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 lieutenants, you know, had a break in, and uh, I they 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 they, they, commit, they committed breaking and entering a misdemeanor, um, and uh, in that effort to gain the political uh, upper hand on on their opponents, and then after that lied. Uh, and you know, and tried to obfuscate and uh, um, uh, and break the law and, and trying to cover it up. So I guess the question that I have um, is that I'm trying to understand what law has been broken here. Uh, I don't I don't know what that law is, but I do see a lot of effort on the part of the White House uh, to to lie and cover up. They have moved the the transcripts or the recordings uh, or records. Of the call uh, to a secure server to keep it out of out of out of sight, um, you had the Secretary of State, a West Point graduate, who lo- who who lived by the words "I will not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate anyone who does," stand up and tell a bold-faced lie twice in one day that he didn't know anything about it uh, when he was on the call. Um, you've got um, d- diplomats uh, doing CYA phone calls. Uh, just to make sure that you know uh, they're they're trying to present the image that nothing untoward was going on, and then there's Jim Jordan, and oh God, I wish somebody would tell that man to, to comb his hair and put on a jacket, uh, <laughs> you know, to uh, you know basically saying that you know the president was just making sure that before he put American money out there, there was no corruption. I I I think that in order for the rest of the country to get behind this, the Democrats have got not only to show that there's a cover up. But they've also got to be able to cite a crime that the president has committed and and then uh, let the due process go from there. So what crime has he committed? I don't know. Rich Rubino, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, that's part of it. And certainly the uh, the Constitution is kind of is somewhat opaque about it. It says, you know, treason, bribery. Obviously, those are two that any then anybody can figure out what they mean. But in terms of high crimes and misdemeanors, that's kind of in the eye of the holder. Um, I think what you're seeing, though, in terms of the Republican Party, you know, obviously they've split with them on other issues like Syria. But, you know, other than the kind other than some moves by Mitt Romney and a few and a few very few other Republicans, right. they have basically stuck with them, not defending the behavior. But they say they, they either they transfer they, they transfer the um, the behavior over to say, well, look at Joe, what Joe Biden did. Or they're saying that essentially was not that essentially was not a crime. You know, in the case of in the case of Nixon, in the case of Watergate, 
You had a litany of Republicans, even on the Judiciary Committee, who broke with Nixon, folks like Bill Cohen of, Ohio, of, um, of Maine, for example, Governor Hogan of Maryland. His, his father was one of the ones that broke, with, that broke with him. And you got to this point where Barry Goldwater, the senator from Arizona, um, John Rhodes, the, majority, the minority leader from Arizona, the, co- the congressman from, uh, in the House of Representatives, and you had uh, Hugh Scott, the minority leader from Pennsylvania. They went, to the, they went to the Oval Office, and Nixon said, how many votes do I have if, it were to, if, the, if the Judiciary Committee, you know, obviously they had voted, if it goes to the House, the House votes to impeach, if it goes to the Senate. And Goldwater said, you have four firm votes, and I'm not one of them, four. So, you know, we're not anywhere near that right now. If, if, it were to, if, Nixon were, if Donald Trump were to be impeached, it were to go to the Senate right now, I, can th- I can't really think of any Republican who I think would vote for um, his, his impeachment. I mean, you know, you, the questions would be folks like Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, but I don't think there's really anything. I don't think we're anywhere near where we were in Watergate We're, we're still, I mean, this has got to be tougher and tougher, Alan Moore, for Republicans, particularly in the Senate, to be able to justify their complete backing of the president. If I mean, right now there's substantial evidence that would arguably at least rise to the question of, should we take it into uh, an impeachment hearing? But as more and more of this evidence comes out, is it going to be harder and harder for staunch Senate Republicans like a Lindsey Graham or a Rand Paul to stay with the president? I have an answer for Admiral Ken. Hold on, hold on. Let me get Alan's take first, and I'll come back to you for your answer. Well, Admiral Ken's question is is a good one. I was going to respond too, although I didn't have the benefit of of, of looking it up uh, the way the way Dan did. But it's but 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 uh, because the 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 primary crime being alleged is that he solicited election help from a foreign government, and the, there's a debate about whether asking for an investigation. Not ordering an outcome, but simply asking for an investigation, admittedly of a political opponent, is illegal or just stupid. And and I think what you're going to see in the what you would still see today in the Senate, barring new information coming forward, and there may be a whole pattern of concealment of uh, we need to do this in order to get that. We need to do this and get that quid pro quo, if you will, uh, that 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 is so troubling and so pervasive um, uh, that that they that. The public and the and the senators would then say, "Oh gosh, it could be perilous to me, but I need to vote that way." We're not there yet by a long shot. Right. There are some new polls that came out just yesterday that show that today, in a Washington Post uh, uh, Dwight Shar uh, Institute poll, that now fifty eight percent of Americans believe there should be an inquiry. Right. Inquiry comes first, then the judiciary articles of impeachment, then the House passes those articles of impeachment, then the House has... Then the Senate right. does something has a, has a has right. a trial or chooses to dismiss the charges. That same but, poll has forty nine percent following that. <laughs> but but the no no that's right forty nine percent said we think that he should actually be that that he should be impeached. Not that people necessarily right. understand that right. being no, no, impeached. The 49% was but, but the, no no forty nine percent was removed. Fair, fair. <laughs> no no but but here's fair, the question fair. here's the question though Alan is. You know, when you when you look at this, Richard Nixon 
it wasn't the actual break-in that did him in. It was the cover-up, the erasing of the tapes right. that did him in. Right, he didn't even know in. about the, Correct. The, 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 the break-in when it happened. Correct. No, I totally understand. But, but, what, but, but And the same thing but, with Bill Clinton, though. I mean, it was him lying to—is this a matter of it's not going to be the asking— but it's going to be the follow-on obstruction no. and corruption. No, 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 he's admitted, no, 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 he's admitted in this case to the things that he's being accused of. Now, he's trying to, to, to put a different cast on them. Um, and he also, as we were saying last week, in, in, in my judgment, kind of uh, insisted on going down the road that Rudy Giuliani was paving for him, in which Giuliani uh, got this 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 right. this hot information that he passed on that, hey, the reason that Joe Biden tried to get rid of this prosecutor was to get him out of Hunter Biden's uh, face. There's no evidence of that. So, no, I, no, I no evidence somebody... of that. The, the exact reverse right. but, but is but where want... all the evidence I, leads. I understand, but <laughs> if Rudy tells the president that's the case and the president but says what we got to... what is Rudy doing? That's my question. Can somebody tell me okay. in what well, official well, capacity okay. he is, is doing Rudy harm doing to, the, to his client, so, the president? So, so, he's let, doing let, harm. So, that's what he's doing. So, a bunch of things. So to Admiral Ken's point, it's it's 18 U.S.C. Uh, section 201, and the where the president would be covered under this is he is an officer of the United States acting on behalf of the United States. That's where you hit it. And a person who is di- directly or indirectly corruptly gives, offers, or promises anything of value to any public official or person. <laughs> There now, we go. All right, no, that's that's fair, but that, the, 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 I but mean, it, 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 I there's a lot. You. There's a lot more there's at a, play there's, here. There's so, so much more. That, in play yeah, but here. if that, if 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 we just stopped there, we could go back to when Joe Biden said to the Ukrainians, "Hey, you need to get rid of this prosecutor or personal we, gain. The or, personal gain is the or, is or we're not is, is protecting your we're not, is protecting we're not your going son? to give you one." Billion dollars of loan guarantees. If Joe Biden personally got anything out of this, if that was his goal. Wait, wait. Is protecting your son personal gain? So this is where intent comes into play. Wait, wait. Answer my question, Counselor. Is protecting your son considered personal gain? Absolutely. Then, okay. Then, Then one would argue... We're in the same boat. No, we're not in the same boat. The fa- the facts don't lead anywhere near there. The process. The, 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 thank you for going down d- down the Fox News Trump conspiracy whoa, whoa, theory. Whoa, 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 whoa! The, 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 calling here. The, the, no, 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 no. The, I'm going whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. The, I am the first no, one no, to the, criticize the, the, Trump. The, the facts of the matter are. So the prosecutor that Joe Biden wanted fired, all all of Western Europe wanted him fired, in part for him not continuing his investigation into the company that his son was on the board of. Now, his son being on the board of this company, you can go down that that is that is questionable because he was trading on his dad's name. Okay. Now, you have to establish the link that Joe Biden was doing this doing that particularly to protect his son. There is absolutely no evidence to that. Now, contrast that with Donald Trump's actions against Joe Biden, specifically, and now the president was also asked, who else are you investigating for corruption? We'll have to get back to you on that. So the the direct interest in Joe Biden is pretty clearly because 
of the presidential issues at play. Now, there's also some other questions, and this is the Erdogan thing going in, into the pulling pulling out of of, of the Middle East and, and screwing the uh, screwing the Kurds. Um, that there's the hotel issue at play. Not that the Trump properties have ever been an issue at play. So the personal interests, and this is the political personal interests of Donald Trump are very clearly front and center that a whole slew of State Department officials are waving their arms about. Right. And I want to come back to that. But Admiral Ken, going to going to uh, Dan's point on the hotels, the buildings in, uh, in Istanbul, in Turkey, uh, d- does... Does the American electorate either want to know or care that there might be organizational conflicts of interest in the way that the president handles foreign affairs on a regular basis? I think that the, the, the large group of people who uh, are in that poll that Dan discussed a few moments ago that believe that the president um, should be investigated and the smaller group that thinks the president should be removed from office, I think they care. Uh, I think that everybody that's been paying attention understood that President Trump's motives have always been uh, tainted with um, some financial uh, color, always. And for the 35 or 40 percent who back Donald Trump, um, they don't care. They're not interested. It doesn't matter to them. It makes perfect sense to them. And I think at some level, they probably uh, empathetically put their sel- put themselves in, in, in his place and would do the same thing. Uh, I, I, I raise as an example, uh, Reverend Pat, Pat Roberts, who basically said something last night that just kind of blew me away with regard to the Ukraine, or not correction, to the, uh, uh, the, 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 Turkey. the, the, Kurt, the, the Kurdish Turkey. issue. And he basically said that the president was in danger of losing his heavenly mandate. I literally fell off my chair. I did. I, I and I hadn't I hadn't started drinking yet. Why are you watching the Seven Hundred Club, Pat? I was watching the news because it was on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does live in He does live in South Florida. In mine, Dan. I'm paying for your soul and mine. As well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show the party animals watch. Yeah. Hey, I, speaking of which, Rich. Speaking of party animals, Rich Rubino, uh does do you think that the American electorate uh, is looking at the and and let me try, I'm trying to get it in, into a in, to phrase this question the right way. What I'm getting at is when we look at Richard Nixon in Watergate, when we look at Bill Clinton in his impeachment, uh, what largely happened was the Americans didn't care except for one trigger point that kind of set everybody off. Uh, what was the trigger point in? Watergate, what was the trigger point that protected Bill Clinton? And is there a trigger point here that the American public are going to go, nope, we're done with you, and we're going to have a caravan of senators going to the Oval Office? Hence 2019. Well, I think that there was. I don't. I think that. I mean, the obvious trigger point was when was when Nixon released the tapes and the smoking gun was there. But before that, it was really death by a thousand cuts. I mean, this this story broke in 1972 when Nixon was running for reelection. 
it was seen the Nick, you know, the Nixon press secretary said at the time this was a third-rate burglary. It was kind of, you know, it was on about page A7. People weren't really that concerned about it. Nixon wins 49 states. He only loses Massachusetts and the District of Columbia. Huge landslide. January of 1973, he's had a 68% job approval rating, extremely popular. This was a very uh, minor, minor story. But everything would come out day after day. Something would come out, something would come out. Nixon would deny it, something else would come out. Uh, about whether it was, you know, about the about about, about the burglary into, um, uh, I mean, about the, about the burglary and then other and other dirty tricks Nixon campaign had played on Ed Muskie had played on other candidates in the 1972 election. Eventually, Nixon became a liability, specifically with the Republican Party. And you had even you had at the beginning, Repub- every Republican wanted to basically go to his coattails. In 1973, every Republican wanted to be wanted we- to be over Richard Nixon's side. By the summer of 1974. There was a, it was a matter of let's get Gerald, let's get Nixon out, and let's get Gerald Ford in. And once the ta- once the tapes came out, that was the trigger point, and that's when um, that's when Nixon had to resign because he didn't have the votes in the right. Senate. Rich, Rich Rubino, case. Rich Rubino, are you seeing a similar pattern now that we saw back in seventy three, seventy four? I think it's a lot. No, I think it's a lot faster what's going on right now, and it's also Donald Trump was never as popular as Nixon was. Donald Trump was never going to win 49 states. Donald Trump has never cracked 50% job approval in any poll as a, since he's been president. He's, always, he's gone to about 45, 46, 47, 48. He's never been that popular. And this is going a lot, more, this is going a lot faster than what, happened with, um, than what happened with Richard Nixon. Now, in the case of Bill Clinton, what happened with Bill Clinton, I think, it, it, the reason, what saved Bill Clinton were two things. The fact that Americans cared more about the Dow Jones and Paula Jones at the time, because of where the economy was stationed at that time, and people did not want to rock the boat, and also because you know when as soon as when the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke, Bill Clinton had about a 60, 61 percent job approval rating. It spit up to about 78 percent about a week or two later. That's not because people decided, oh, well, Bill Clinton's this is something he did in the last week that they absolutely liked. It's because they said, no, this is not something that we believe triggers impeachment. They said, yes, Bill Clinton lied, yes, he lied under oath, but it was in a civil trial. It was about tangentially related issue. And they said that this is not something that rises to the level of high crime and misdemeanors. Tom DeLay, you know, after the Democrats in, 19, in the 1998 president in the 1998 congressional elections for the first time since 1820 with James Monroe, a presidential party actually gained seats, not lost seats, in the sixth year of a presidency. The Republicans then continued because it, Tom DeLay and Newt Gingrich said we're going to continue running, we're going to continue the impeachment process. Eventually, Newt Gingrich decided he couldn't even seek re- he decided he wasn't going to seek re-election as speaker. Resigned his seat. He was really the casualty. Bill Clinton serves out the rest of his term and leads with a 66% job right. approval rating, higher than any president in the history of polling. So that's what Nancy Pelosi, I think, is fearing is that there's going to be a backlash right. against this, and that's why she's been so judicious about right, it. Right, right. Alan Moore. Yeah, so a couple of things here. A word on, on Nixon. The third-rate burglary, as, as, as it was referred to, became a first-rate conspiracy involving people at the very highest levels in the White House circulating around the president, and they were all in this conspiracy. Um, kind of like now. Yeah, I have a I have a different view on that because it was all it was all hidden and, and secret, and and the, there's only a handful of people the president will even listen to at all, and most of them he he ends up uh, basically ignoring. I think there's a whole host of people in and around the President Trump who like, would who would love like to, Rudy Giuliani who, and Bob Barr. No, not like well Barr. I don't know. I don't I don't have the same view of Barr as I do about about Rudy 
but but that that there's a there a group of people waiting for their Mike chance Pompeo? to tell their story. Uh, Pompeo, yeah, I have a disagreement with Ken on whether he lied or not, but we don't need to get into that. Talked about it before. He he all he all he said was, "I have not read the transcript, uh, or I have not read the whistleblower report." So it's arguably and, an and, artful and, dodge. Anyway, it was it was definitely it was definitely an artful dodge. But right. I, hold I, on, hold I, on, Admiral Ken. Hold on, Admiral Ken. I want to come back to the Ken come back the, to the earlier Ken comment that he's not sure what the what what law was broken. And then, as we learned with Bill Clinton, you can break a law. You can lie under oath. You can obstruct justice by by lying to the people around you and, and encouraging them to go out and tell your story and and not and not actually be be found guilty in a in a trial and i i was struck by something that that the columnist david brooks talked about he was he's been out around the country talking to people who who like trump and one person said look i i'm a trump supporter there are many many things he does that i do not like he said the ukraine thing that doesn't make the top 25 of the things i don't like right and so the, the, it, it comes back to, to Ken's question. So maybe it leads to articles of impeachment, but that in and of itself is not the kind of thing, from what I can see, that's likely to generate the kind but, of momentum towards a guilty let, verdict let me ask you this. in the Senate. Let me ask you this. Right now, at maybe, and we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, 48% approval rating, and that's, I think, even high. Uh, this is a president that has never broke 50%, or if he has, right. it's been within a point of a margin of error. The, the question is, Is can Donald Trump survive off of just his base? Is that's, this a matter that's of— That's not the question. Why is that not the question? The, the, the question actually is, and this is to Alan's point, the question actually is, and this is where I would contrast both— uh, Though there were official acts later on in the cover-up for Richard Nixon, the actual act itself was not an official act. This is the Watergate break-in. Right. And the Bill Clinton thing had absolutely nothing to do with official acts. Right. The Trump thing is squarely in the official acts of the president of the United States. We have not seen this before. This is brand new. Official act of the president of the United States is there anything at all that will move the the base Trump supporters? And is there a question of right and but wrong in the official is it, acts? Is it accurate yeah. to that say, is the question. But is it accurate to say that every time Donald Trump now, in particular, is opening his mouth, he is talking to his base and locking them up as opposed to talking to the American public in general? I, I am unclear of where the key is to release exactly the Republican base. Admiral Ken, I, go ahead. I, I, I live with these people. I know exactly where, where, where the line is. <laughs> did you just say I live with these people? Wow! Like you're on, like you're on an exploration. He has safari? greater exposure than we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live with these people, uh, I, and I will tell you where the line is. The line, the line is not adultery. The line is not uh, not paying people to, you know, your, your tradespeople to do your work or paying off your contracts. The line where Donald Trump could cross that would basically cause his 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 followers to throw in a towel is if for some some bizarre, strange reason he was abused. He, he was accused of doing something untoward toward a child. That is that is the, that is the line. And that's not going to happen. So that's why he killed Jeffrey Epstein. Again, that's not going to happen. And, 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 and I said, you know, and what's unfortunate about the Jeffrey Epstein uh, 
issue or event is that the whole story probably now will never come out. But that, that is the Rubicon. That, that is the one thing that Donald Trump would do that would cause these people to say, you know what, we're done with you. So that's, that's why Je- Donald Trump's Justice Department allowed Jeffrey Epstein to be killed. Well, Oh, just stop. Just stop. You know something? Are, not, are, are, not helpful, are we, are we done? Dan. Are we done? You're, you're, you're in a tinfoil hat timeout for a second. I'm just letting you know. Okay? <laughs> hey, I'm just letting you hey, know. listen, if the right can do it, why can't I? Because we don't and do Alan, that on this show, and number two, you're yeah. smarter than that. Hold and on. Alan, yeah. with, regard to, and with regard to Mike Pompeo, the place that Mike Pompeo went to school has the same issue or the same rules that mine does. Quibbling is lying. All right. Quit. All right. Quibble I mean, look, we can uh, we can uh, go ahead and and discuss that all day long as far as the difference between quibbling and lying and whether he violated the West Point Code of Ethics or actually committed a crime. That's for another show. The, the question I have right now is, you know, and we kind of touched on it, but it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue is how long can Donald Trump sustain having Rudy Judy, Giuliani in public, out there, in international territories, speaking for and on behalf of the U.S. government. I mean, you know, this is a guy that Rudy literally is went not on speaking on behalf of the U.S. government. Whoa, At whoa, most, whoa, he is whoa, speaking whoa, on behalf whoa, whoa. of the president of the United States' personal interests. Wait, wait a minute. Where? Wait a minute. If, if he is not a State Department official, in spite he's acting of, like one. Yeah, and the State Department. And the State Department, we have texts that prove that they were actively making and arranging for meetings for Rudy Giuliani in Rudy places Giuliani like Giuliani exp- and and if you read carefully those, that that language, that those texts say those are the president's interests, not the U.S. interests. Dan, Dan but, let me help wait, you. Wait, hold on, hold, hold on, Admiral Ken, go ahead first, and then I want to go. It, Reflect back to that scene from Blazing Saddles, where where, where Cleveland little little deputized people. Where, where are you going with this, Admiral Ken? Uh, what, I, you got to help us out Donald with the Trump, reference. Donald Trump deputized Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, so he's acting on behalf of the U.S. government in the same light. Yeah, okay. but the State Department folks were clearly trying to draw a line between it, I mean, the, Admiral, Admiral Ken, the U.S. interests and the president's interests. I mean, hold on. Alan Moore, let me, let me ask you. In, internet, in foreign policy, in my experience in foreign policy, if somebody from the State Department, somebody from the embassy, if a recognized diplomat in country goes to the central government of that country and says, hey, you need to meet with this person. Does the In this case, does the president's interests are the public interests of the United States? Well, so so I, I'm sure, and Rich would, could probably enlighten us here, there, there have been many, many, many examples of presidents who have had a, a personal friendship with somebody who not only would provide them information, but in fact might have a, a, a private meeting. Um, uh, Bill Richardson used to go to talk to the North Koreans, and he was yep. not in in government. I mean, there there are different there are different arrangements, different things uh, that have occurred with regard to Gi- to Giuliani. Though my hope is that he will take up Lindsey Graham on his on his invitation of yesterday to have Giuliani come before the Senate Judiciary Committee to talk about Ukraine, what he knew, what he didn't know, what he saw. I don't see that happening, but I would love to watch that session. Oh, considering that the the uh, 
the whistleblower hearing was covered by all three major uh, cable news networks. Oh, my God. Rudy, I, I can only imagine it would win an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, that's a little dramatic. But, uh, you know, Admiral Ken, though, uh, does having Rudy Giuliani go to Kiev and start wheeling and dealing, does that... Uh, does that paint a good picture of how our diplomacy should work in both the eyes of You can't uh, use Rudy in a good picture ever. I, I think I think Colin Powell said it best the other day. It's it's you know it's 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 not it is not being taken seriously uh, any place outside of the uh, the grounds of the White House. And um, the unfortunate truth of the matter is the Republican Party needs to get their act together. And uh, if maybe. If 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 the if the Kurdish issue in Ukraine doesn't serve as a wake up call, um, then I'm not sure what 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 will. It certainly won't be this impeachment inquiry. Rich Rubino, help me out here. Going back to Alan's question, you know, I I understand that you know when we talked about Bill Richardson, but my understanding was that Bill Richardson was in fact uh, appointed as a special envoy and given that status as the federal government. Uh, I believe that when they have used personal friends of the president, they were read in as special envoys. That does not seem to be the case here, because my understanding is is that we haven't bestowed or appointed Rudy Giuliani with crap. No, and he's um, he's working pro bono, and I guess he's earning his keep. But um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every penny. Um, That's Every good. Penny. Good job. That was good, Rich. That's cool. Thank you. Yes, you get what you pay he's, for. Um, he's worth. He's worth every penny. Um, in the case of the only examples that I can think of, and uh, you know, I remember Bill Clinton sent Jesse Jackson over to Africa a number of times in his second term. But my guess is he was probably had some sort of an envoy status, or you're right, as a special envoy, something to that effect. Um, Bill Richardson, of course, he was a former UN ambassador and energy secretary, and he would go over there oftentimes as a private citizen. He actually did that when he was in the House of Representatives as well. He would go over there a couple times and try to negotiate with various and sundry um, autocrats around the country. But that's probably what you would have to do, I would guess. If it's in official capacity, you would somehow have to, I guess, deputize them. And I guess they would probably have to get a statement from the government, I'm assuming. But, but again, you know, the, the, the question is, uh, in this case, can you, after the fact, go, oh, he was a special envoy and uh, the State Department knew that? I would, I would, I would assume so. I mean, in case of Giuliani, you're right. I mean, he is essentially he's a private citizen who, I guess, is acting as an attorney, just like any other attorney um, would go. You know, would have a client in the U.S. and they could go over, but they're not necessarily acting on that person's behalf. Uh, Alan Moore, help me out here on two things regarding cabinet level. Number one, Bill Barr going to different countries and seeking assistance and we talk about Australia we talk about Ukraine and going out and looking at the Biden question not what he's uh, doing what is he doing he is investigating the origins 
of the Steele dossier. He is not looking into the Biden question. Ironically, if he was looking into the Biden question, it would be far more official. This, this and goes would, back to uh, the uh, Mueller. The, the, but, the, these are, right. however, that but as the Steele far dossier as we know, was that a is, key piece of evidence in the Mueller or or what started possibly the right, Mueller. and that is arguably a far more a a waste of the attorney general's time. I would argue, but at least you could put it on the auspices of an official act for the looking into something trying to disrupt the U.S. government. But, there, but why is th- the attorney is an, general doing this? I think it's ridiculous. Again, I think a waste of the attorney general's time because it's a chasing a conspiracy theory, which is false. However, it at least is an official act that you can claim it's people trying to interfere with the with U.S. elections and the attorney general does. And by, and by the way, th- about the Steele dossier, that. about there's, the Steele dossier, I couldn't I, I was reluctant to say anything before. But there's a book out today that says that the Steele dossier, everybody passed that around in the FBI and the people that were investigating knew about the dossier and gave it zero credibility. This was not the Steele dossier. Aside, a from, uh, aside from the things that we know are true, the Steele dossier <laughs> was not a component of what what started the Mueller investigation. There's nothing in there that they give the rat's ass about. Back to the question. That question back yeah. to the question of the Attorney General, though. So, so the Justice Department and the Attorney General are most interested in, and necessarily so, the breach of American law. And that's the question, as as Dan talked about. There were U.S. laws broken at some point in time to the to in an effort to influence the U.S. election. It's very different than saying were Ukrainian laws broken, were Russian laws broken, were Chinese laws broken, and if they were, and we think that they're relevant, who has to look? I doubt really that if we thought the Chinese laws were broken, that we would trust the Chinese in their system to do the to to do the investigation. Yes, that's why the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act exists. exists. Right, but 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 no, to Alan's so, point though, is when the, you have when you have when you have the Attorney General uh, going to one of our Five Eye partners, Australia, saying, "Look, we need your help in finding out in helping us prove that any U.S. laws." were in fact broken. Uh, that has always been the role of the in-country liaison at the embassy, not the role of the attorney general. Is this just a coincidence? Are we making more of this than we I should? Don't, it's the role of the FBI. I don't think that Barr is traveling the world to, to do this. He was in Italy. I don't remember that he was in Australia. Um, if he was, so be it. But there was an Australian diplomat who was part of the chain of information uh, that that came to the to the president and the campaign's uh, attention, um, relating to, uh, if you will recall, the fact that somebody had a lot of emails, either Hillary Clinton emails or campaign emails, and there was an Australian diplomat that it was in the chain of, of information. So we would look to an ally as we were investigating the integrity of our, of our own process. It's logical that we would talk to an ally who had a diplomat who was in the loop on that stuff. Dan? No, you, I mean, no so, so there is a legitimate investigation. Again, I think it's nonsense, but a legitimate – there is theoretically a legitimate reason for the investigation. That said, the Mueller investigation went through all of that. Um, and, yeah, so it's it, – it, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. However, it's also worth noting in the media narrative, 
And because the flood of nonsense that comes out from the White House, it's one of the statements that's being stated out there. So the Mueller, the, the Mueller report had two parts to it. The first part about a, whether or not there was a clear link for uh, for conspiracy slash collusion for the president and Russia, which could not be proven, which is what the first part said. It didn't exonerate. It could not be proven. Part two was the bigger part linking to part one, talking about obstruction of justice, suggesting that part one you could not finish because part two was its thing. But at at, at some point, I mean, it's now become a vicious circle between what we're seeing in the impeachment inquiry as it relates to the Mueller report, as it relates to... No, that's important. So if you were watching the Sunday talk shows, and this is the Jim Jordan, and this is the Senator Johnson going through their talking point, both of which said the Mueller report said that there was no collusion are, or conspiracy. Are we, are we that con- is not what it said. But are we conducting... However, because are we there, condu- because on, there is on, so much on. nonsense out there, are we you condu- can't even get to the point of clarifying are, are that statement. We conduct, are we at a point where we are now conducting uh, official government investigations into the practices of the president and basing this off of, well, what about, as we saw with Ron Johnson, saying every time Chuck Todd asks no, him this about isn't, this, this is it's, it's about what about is No, no, this is not what about ism. To be clear, this is about actions. This is about actions taken by the president. This is no longer Hillary Clinton is not in office. Joe Biden is not in office. If you want to investigate, and, and, you, the, State and the Justice Department has officially opened up another investigation into her emails. Uh, right, which I is mean, which is which I find incredible. It's political. No, what it's, about it? Is that it? has been an ongoing investigation. They've they've interviewed hundreds of people. They didn't just start that. Right, That's but been the, the Washington Post reported the, that they have they, they are re-interviewing and re-soliciting information. That said, it was always going back in the history of the Hillary Clinton thing, which is crazy that we're that we're re- that we're talking about this. Hillary Hillary Clinton's one of her zillion defenses, some of which that I parroted, which I'm annoyed right. by because they, they misstated of things said that those emails were caught in other official pe- people's emails. Right. So anyone else with the statedepartment.gov email address would have caught those e- captured those emails and archived them, okay. suggesting they were there anyway. Okay. Admiral Ken, uh the big question is you're da- you're down in deep in part of Trump country. Uh are you seeing any sort of wavering by anybody down there that's saying, wait a minute we might have to reevaluate this guy. He's not doing us any favors. No, and I and I and I and I. The reason that I asked the question uh, earlier as to what is the crime, you you have to there. There's got to be USC two hundred one. Okay, sorry. That, that's my point right there, Dan. So <laughs> <laughs> you played right into it, Dan. That and Dan's <laughs> explanation. Yeah. Hey, guess what? The president uh, violated USC three hundred one. Okay. 201, 201. Whatever. The point that I'm making here, the point that I'm making here is that it is the bribery statute. (laughs) Let him finish. You have to basically draw a clear line. You've got to, for lack of a better way of saying, you got to, you got to take it down to its elemental core. You can't throw a U.S. code at people. You have to say the, the the president of the United States did this, and it is against the law. Are you finding? The only reason I'm citing it is so you can bring it back to to the actual numbers so people can't say it's not a thing. You know what? Turn off his mic. 
I'm done. <laughs> you, you, you have in order to get in order to get a even a sliver of these people to 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 buy off on that. You have to make you you've got to, You've got to put it in terms that they can understand. Admiral Ken, is it is is are you hearing that? All right, we'll see where the facts lie, or is it just no. this is just a corrupt, unjust yeah, investigation? Absolutely, they're out to get him. They've been out to get him since day one. Okay, Rich Rubino. And oh, by the way, they will they will admit that he says and does stupid things, but the things that he does and said while they're stupid, they're not stupid enough to pull him out of office. Rich Rubino, I'm going to give you the last yep. word on this. Is are are we past the point where the senators went down to the Oval Office for Richard Nixon now? I mean, or is it going to literally take a pile more to come out to even remotely consider uh, the removal of Donald Trump from office? Or is that yeah, even, no, is, no, that is even feasible? Yeah, no, we're nowhere near there right now. He still has an 85 percent job approval rating amongst Republicans. And all those, every Republican knows that if they do anything against Donald Trump right now, they potentially have a primary challenger. They're not worried about the general election. A lot of these folks are worried about primary challengers. Anything they do to distance themselves from Donald Trump, there could, Trump, there could be electoral repercussions for them. They might see a few, might see a few, a few, a few members of the House potentially saying there should be an inquiry. But beyond that, no, we're nowhere near that right now. If there was a vote, and if, if there was a vote on impeachment right now in the House of Representatives. I can't think of one Republican, Justin Amash is, is now an independent, who would say, who would vote yes for the impeachment going to the Senate. If it did go to the Senate, I can't think of one Republican, including the more liberal members like Susan Collins of Maine, who would vote aye right now. We're nowhere near that 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 precipice right now. Right. Well, Romney might. We're going to keep an eye who on it. Romney. Yeah, uh, I don't think he would today, though. Yeah. But no. Maybe, you know. We need to know more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. That being said, on behalf of uh, Alan, Dan... Admiral Ken Rich up there in Massachusetts. Special thanks as always to Rob the Engineer. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you keeping us uh, sounding good. Uh, Eric Thomas, our producer, thank you. And also, as always, you can down you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also download us on your favorite podcast streaming services, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Tune in radio, any one of them, we're there in force. We're kind of a big deal. Have a great week, America. Keep listening. We'll see you soon.